everyone, and welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Fire Away, Rudner Law's online show focused on the employment law issues that matter to you. My name is Brittany Taylor. I am an employment lawyer and partner at Rudner Law, and I'm your host of this episode of Fire Away. Fire Away streams live online every month, and if you missed an episode or want to watch one again, they are always available on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, LinkedIn, and of course on our website. Today I'm joined by Heather Skull. Heather is a certified Kripalu yoga teacher, certified Rubenfeld synergist, and distinguished Toastmaster speaker. With her 40 plus years of experience, she provides individuals with tips and tools to improve physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health using a unique blend of wellness modalities. Together, we're going to be talking about remote work and wellness and how to take care of your physical and mental health when you work from home. Heather comes well equipped to advise us on reducing strain, relieving stress and tension while increasing productivity. This is a bit different from our usual episodes, and I think it's going to be really fun. Heather, thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. So I think, first of all, let's just start off. Uh, I'd like uh, for you to share kind of what kind of work you're doing, what your business model is all about. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing pre-pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. A pre-pandemic, um, as far as movement, I was teaching yoga classes in person, and I had been doing that for about 20 years. So that was a really comfortable place for me, and you know, going in and seeing people and their bodies and their movement. I was also um, at that point developing an app and I had been working both from home, but I was out all the time. I was out at meetings. I was out whether it was meeting with the developers or at coffee shops, meeting people or networking groups. I was really out most of the time. So I was working from home, but I had a great opportunity to network and, and be out there. As far as public speaking, you know, wherever I spoke, it was on a stage with with a live audience. So those are the things that were happening pre-pandemic for me. Right, absolutely. So so tell me about working it's in such a kind of a physical industry, moving that into a remote work environment when, you know, March 2020 hit and the pandemic it, it was not going away anytime soon. It became quite clear. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So at first, for me, I, I wasn't ready to kind of go online. Um, I did try other people's classes online, and I realized that I was being challenged because not being in person and maybe they couldn't see what I was doing or I was struggling with, with my knee or other body parts, there was no adaptations. And I thought, wow, if... I'm struggling and I'm a movement professional, um, even though I have some injuries, what about the clients I was teaching? What about them? And it took a little while till I got comfortable with the idea. But when I was talking to some of my clients, they said, I'm so stiff, I'm so sore. Um, and a number of them worked from home, but again, like me, they were out and about at networking meetings and so on. So they were complaining, their hips were hurting, their knees, their shoulders, and I felt that I had to do something. 
So I phoned all the clients that I, I used to teach in person and probably about 70% of them said, yes, please do something. We struggled through, we struggled through together <laughs> to get the technology right between the audio and the visual and the lighting, uh, the music. There was always some kind of a challenge, but you know what? It was like we were in it together and together we managed to get online. <laughs> That's amazing. It's it's such an so nice to hear stories like that where it, you know it, I like the way that you put that of of growing through those uh, pains, those challenges together, and figuring out what what works. So obviously today I'm really excited to have you here to share some of your expertise with us. But before we get into that, I do want to kind of pick your brain a little bit as an employer of a kind of a remote workforce. So. What was that like? What was some of the benefits or kind of the challenges or learning curves as an employer kind of shifting to that online uh, digital workplace? We used to do some digital meetings and, some, you know, we had some um, idea of how to use Zoom. But we lacked that face-to-face, -face, that energetic contact, that being able to really tell what was going on. And a lot of times because of Wi-Fi challenges, people went off screen. So it was a little hard to tell what was, you know, really happening in terms of, are they okay? Um, you know, are they, are they dressed today? <laughs> uh, you know, for myself too, I mean, probably like everyone, we, we resorted to comfortable bottoms and I can happily say, because I also teach online that it's been okay for me to wear comfortable bottoms. Or <laughs> uh, but it, it's been, it's been sort of like a reality check in how to stay connected, how to maybe ask the right questions in the, in our meetings. Cause we're a small group, a small team. How are you? You know, what's happening for you? What, what's an update? What are you going to be doing this weekend to just be able to um, give some of those prompts and, and, you know, just check in, like, are you, working all the time or are you taking um are you taking a break and so it started off with like the differentiation between work time and being home time right right which is i think a challenge that a lot of uh, employers and employees have faced throughout the pandemic is is having a separation when your workplace is now also where you live, where you watch TV, where you do your hobbies. All right. So absolutely. I think that is a struggle that everyone has faced. Um, and I think a lot of people can relate to what you're describing as, you know, finding other ways to communicate um, because you don't have those things that you might normally have had, like running into somebody in the lunchroom as they're getting their coffee and being able to ask them about how their weekend was. Uh, and so I think you're right. I think you can kind of lose out on almost the culture side of, of your business. So it's, it's great that you were able to find ways to kind of maintain that. Mm -hmm. And now that you've been doing it for a while, uh, can you imagine going back to doing in-person learning? Is that on the horizon for you? I'm actually starting to think about it. Um, my, my two classes are chair classes, which is really easy to see people and floor classes is the other thing. And that is a little more challenging because sometimes people are off screen. I may only see their knees or, you know, if they move their arm, I can see their hand. So that becomes challenging. And I've actually started like inside myself, imagining being back in 
in person, having a very small group spread out and being able to watch their body movements. I don't know if it's going to happen yet, like this spring. I'm hoping for the fall. Um, keeping in mind, the group I'm actually teaching online are 60 plus. Now, before the pandemic, there was no way that they would have done any of this on Zoom. Now, a lot of them, especially the ones on the chair, are more than happy to take that break, work on Zoom, and then just go back to whatever they were doing. So it's a much more um, possible option. However, the people who are on the floor, I would just love to get them in even for a couple times and say, let's just make sure you're doing these things right, because I can't tell. Uh, I only get reports from them where they might say, well, that kind of felt really stiff or that hurt. I don't know what they're doing. So I'm dreaming of being back in person. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great to hear. And yeah, I think I think you make a really good point. Like there are limitations on uh, kind of the technology front of being able to see everything and make adjustments as necessary. Um, but of course, the the huge benefit that you mentioned is the fact that it's it's so accessible. You don't have to travel to a studio, get into your gym clothes, go to the class and then shower, get your hair and makeup all done again and go back to work uh, or wherever else you're going. It, it's just I'm just going to pop on for a quick class, which is, I think, incredible. So speaking of exercises, I would love to have you demonstrate, I know you have a couple of exercises for us today. So to demonstrate the first exercise that you wanted to share with us. Absolutely, and this one is about posture. So sitting on a chair, looking at a screen, we all probably experience some tension right down the neck, into the shoulders. Part of that comes from a movement which is like you're putting your head into the screen like a turtle in a sense so what this this is going to help us adjust for that and what i want to say about these exercises and the reason i created the the little e-guide which we'll talk more about is really to remind people maybe every hour to do something that the movement um, every so often is critical and this one's probably the most important one so here's what we're going to do we're going to lift our shoulders towards our ears. So it's like you're exaggerating tension. Hold your shoulders there if that feels okay to you. Take a breath in. And then keep your shoulders there. Breathe out. Breathe in again. And now as you take your shoulders down, breathe out. Good. So now there's a part two to this one. So this is the little turtle adjustment. We're going to take two fingers and place them on your chin. And you're going to just sort of push your head back. So the idea here is that the back of the neck is straight. So we lose the curve a little bit. And then let's take another breath in. And then release it. Oh. That's amazing. I can already feel less tension in the back of my neck. Great. <laughs> That's wonderful. And it's so easy to do. So how, how often would you suggest that people do this throughout the day, Heather? I actually suggest probably at least every hour. You know, if, you're, if your workday is like 
eight hours ish. Um, you know, maybe there's one point where you're getting up and making your lunch uh, or something like that, that could kind of count as one of your breaks. I highly recommend you don't bring your lunch or your smoothie to your desk every single day. <laughs> um, also to actually use that as a time to move around and look out the window. Um, but otherwise for these small movements, set an alarm for let's say every hour and just remind yourself to do this. That's amazing. And that's great advice. Uh, I am so guilty of the bringing my lunch to the desk and eating it <laughs> and sin. And I know it's terrible for me, but I keep doing it. So I thank you for saying that I shouldn't be doing that because I need to hear it clearly over and over again. <laughs> All right. So that, that was wonderful, Heather. Thank you for that. So let's talk a little bit about working with, with clients in, a, in kind of this remote environment. Mm -hmm. um, and this is going to touch more on kind of what the services that you provide and what you do with your clients who are contacting you. So I wanted to know, what patterns are you starting to see emerge as people enter perhaps their kind of second year working from home and also not just working from home, which I think was really important that you pointed out at the beginning, not just working from home, but not going out as much, period. So, so maybe living a more sedentary lifestyle or certainly more isolated lifestyle than they were before. So what kind of patterns are you seeing emerging? So, you know, when we're sitting a lot and we're not moving a lot, um, we're not going out. Now, if you have a dog and you get to walk your dog, that is that is great. However, walking isn't always enough because walking only tracks like certain movements, let's say, of the hips. Um, and a lot of clients that I talk to, whether they're my movement clients or other clients that come for different wellness reasons, their hips are very sore. Um, their shoulders are very tight, as I mentioned before, but overall, they're not necessarily feeling all that well. Even their digestion is really starting to show up as an issue because if you're sitting and you're not, you're not moving around or moving your parts, that also can become very sluggish. So I'm seeing it's showing up in all kinds of areas of wellness. Um, for example, um, Headaches is another thing. So if you're not getting that fresh air, you may experience headaches. The other thing is we're not using our senses. If we're staying home, we may look at a screen on Zoom. We may be looking at a TV, but we may not be opening our eyes and looking out at the sunshine. Or if you're moving, if you're driving even, if you're looking at scenery, if you're traveling if when we were traveling to work going in a building going in an elevator this actually works on all our senses so we need more sensory stimulation right absolutely and i and i think you know um one of the questions i wanted to ask you is some of those issues that you're describing you know sitting for really long periods of time um you know it, those are things that could have existed pre-pandemic those are issues that could have existed before but um, the pandemic creates a totally different landscape uh, because of things like you were saying, not activating or using your senses because you're not going out as much. You're not having those interactions and experiences. What other things do you think are unique to the pandemic that are causing issues that maybe people weren't experiencing before? I think that there's a lot more... Um, what I'm hearing are, are more emotional words that that come to mind. You know, people say might say, I'm just feeling down, I'm lonely, 
Um, I feel like there's no point, you know, they're, they're very sort of like more negative words, um, you know, that you might think, oh, there's some mental health issues. The mental health issue really could use a boost so that we start moving. And when we also start doing more breathing work, that breathing can kind of connect us back to a little bit of life and energy and also help our minds, you know, settle a little bit. So we, we get that there is a point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's really, really good advice. I know I always feel so much better in terms of my mood after I exercise, even if I really struggle to get myself to do the work, as soon as it's done, or even in the middle of doing the exercise, I always feel so much better, right? It's, you know, I, I remember a saying one time that I read was, um, you know, a good mood is just one exercise away. <laughs> and I really like that. I try to remember that whenever I'm in a crusty mood or for some reason. <laughs> I want to say a good mood is just a breath away. Hey, there you go. Even yeah. easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of that, that you have another exercise that you're going to share with us. So I'm really excited to see what this one is. It is. And it happens to be a breathing exercise. You might have seen all kinds of different breathing exercises. This one's quick and easy, especially when you're like overwhelmed or you want to just like disperse some of that negative energy. And so it's a simple breath in. And if you can breathe in through your nose, that helps. And then when you breathe out, you're going to release your tongue and jaw and make the sound. Ha. 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's do it again. And you could do it louder. Breathe in. Ha. ha. <laughs> How does that feel? It feels good and it makes me laugh too. So, which also makes me feel better. <laughs> exactly. What's really cool that ha sound actually helps the heart. And so if you actually laugh with it, then it's like a ha 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 because the ha sound is heart healing. So laughter is great too. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. That, and it's so, again, so easy and thing, something that you can do really, really quickly to help kind of align yourself, especially like you, you were saying, if you're starting to feel overwhelmed or stressed, I mean, how can you really take it that seriously when you're making a ha sound really loud in your condo by yourself and scaring your dogs? <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Um, okay, so I think um, what I want to move on to now, I mean, we, we, we already only have 10 minutes left, which is amazing. It always goes by so fast when we're having a good time. Um, but I wanted to talk a bit about tips and advice for people. Now, obviously, we're sharing exercises, which is fabulous. And we're going to do uh, a couple more before we end off today. Um, but what about uh, other tips, general tips about how to integrate health practices into kind of a daily routine for people? Okay, great. Well, one of the other things people talk about is I'm not getting enough water. And, you know, what can you do with your water to make it more exciting? So there are certain um, very specific, you know, energy sticks, just being careful of ingredients. So I'm all about making sure things are clean. So that's something else you can ask me about if you contact me. Um, but what the other thing you can do with water is kind of play with your water. So you could take a sip, I'll show you. It's not pretty, just warning you. So when I do that and I keep the water in my mouth and I swish it around, I'm stimulating 
my cheeks, my gums, and my mouth. So I'm not only getting a sip of water, I'm playing with my water. Now, this one might be one that you don't want to do on screen, like if you're in front of Zoom, so that, um, but it's a great reminder, one of your maybe um, alarms could be a water break, and that you make sure you're drinking it and play with it, get some stimulation into your cheeks, your face, your mouth, and um, it may help you drink more water as well. That's a fabulous tip. Um, I, I think everybody could stand to drink more water. I know I recently invested in a, a very large <laughs> water bottle that stays cold so that I can uh, have my water here all day long. Um, because if I forget to take breaks, what would happen is my empty glass would just be sitting next to me all day and I'm thirsty, but I'm not getting up to go get a drink. Uh, yeah. So I think that's a fabulous tip. Are there oh, any other, um, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say for the water, another tip would be just keep some um, chopped up lemon or lime or cucumber in your fridge, raspberries, and you can make a different like water drink every day. And that actually also helps you to go, hmm, this is delicious. I'm going to have my water because I have some pretty fruit. Now your cup, you can't see it, but if you have a clear glass, you also see a pretty arrangement floating around and it does motivate you to, and if you run out of the water, you kind of go, oh, I want to keep all these fruit in there and add more water and have more tasty, delicious water. Right. Absolutely. Um, I know a lot of my friends have invested in a soda stream as well. To So it's carbonated. So, it, so it's easier uh, for them to drink their water intake for the day, which I think is a really great idea. Whatever you need to do to make sure you're getting your, your water intake, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's fabulous. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask you about, Heather, before we move on to kind of our last two exercises is I know uh, you really um, advocate for a very holistic approach to health and wellness, and you've created what you call a kind of a wellness SOS program. Um, so why don't you tell us a bit about that? I, I use a four pillar approach, which is body, mind, spirit, and emotions. And I feel like you can't completely heal one without looking at the other. So the other thing that I do is one-on-one -on -one, uh, holistic therapy work called Rubenfeld Synergy. Um, but I find that sometimes people just don't want to come for emotional work. And so I've taken a more holistic approach. So Wellness SOS is really about, they may come because their digestion isn't feeling well. Now I'm not a naturopath, I'm not a nutritionist, although I have a lot of network and experience in that area, but I may be able to help them with, because I've had issues and I've changed diets with choosing better products. If they have to go gluten-free or dairy-free, it's like, how do you eat? What do you choose? What products can I buy? Inevitably, it turns out that when we don't feel well, there is some emotional charge behind it. And I am equipped and certified to also help them deal with that so I can take a holistic approach even in between their other professionals. Oh, that's amazing. And I, I think it's really, really valuable for people to feel like they don't have to go to five different specialists or doctors or dietitians in order to get a fulsome look at their health. Um, I think it is really helpful to look at, is there something else going on here? Because like you said, if, if I go to my doctor because I've got, you know, stomach issues or digestion issues, 
um, you know, my family doctor uh, might ask me how how things are going at work. You know, are you stressed? Um, you know, what what's your mood like? They might ask me those questions, but they could just as easily not. And they're just looking for a clinical solution about what's happening. When in fact, those things are often related, as you said. They are. Um, one of the things that I've, I've noticed, like people say, oh, well, you know, my doctor give me a prescription and then I'll sort of, you know, in a more humorous way, say I'm writing you a prescription to take two minutes every hour <laughs> to do some breathing. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to our last two exercises. So I know you've got a third exercise for us as well as a stress relief exercise, which I'm, I'm both, I'm really excited about both of those. Great. So I'm going to move my chair back so you can see a little more. Here we go. Okay. Here I am. So the first one is about circles. And sometimes when we think I'm just going to do circles, it just helps us move without actually planning out our exercises. But just to give you an idea, we can start with our, our wrist circles. Now, when you're doing it, rather than working and sort of mindlessly circling your hands, just take 30 seconds, circle your wrists one way and watch, watch the movement. Circle the other way. Good. And then just bring those hands down. And now I know you can't see my feet, but if you have space under your desk, you're going to just lift your knee a slight bit and circle your ankle one way. Now, of course, this is something you can do while you're on a Zoom call. Nobody will see. Circle your ankle the other way. And then let's switch feet. You're going to circle your ankle one way and circle the other way. And then again, if you're not on Zoom, what you can do is you can pick up the right and the right. So right foot, right ankle and circle both together. So you have a little bit of play time and you're actually doing some movements as well. So that's about the circles. Now, the next one is also about circles, but the idea here, it's more of a meditative stress relief one. And if we think about breathing almost like a circle where you breathe in and then you breathe out, it's like the breath comes up the front of the body and it water falls down the back of the body. But we're going to do it with our fingers. Now, my hands are up so you can see them. You can place yours down on your thighs so they can rest. Simple thumbs, two pointing fingers. Let's do that waterfall breath in. Breathe out, switch to the middle finger, breathe in and slow it down, breathe out. Ring finger, breathe in, breathe out and baby fingers, breathe in and breathe out and just open the palms once more. Good, and just breathe, come back to your regular breathing. But this gives you something tangible to do. So that's the end of those two. Think of circles and waterfalls and you're all set. That's wonderful, Heather. Thank you for that. I really, really like the uh, breathing exercise with touching uh, the individual fingers to your thumbs. That I mean, that feels 
like you've got kind of a marker as you're moving through and helps you to keep focused so you don't get distracted by whatever else is happening. Uh, so I think that's that's excellent. I can definitely uh, see myself using this throughout my day for sure. All right. Um, well, thank you so, so much, Heather. I do want to say everybody, Heather has been kind enough to share with us a free guide. Uh, you can find the link in the description below. So please, please do check it out. Um, there's also a link to Heather's website if you'd like to learn more about uh, her practice. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with her, if you have any questions or concerns about anything that we learned today. Um, and unfortunately, that's it. That's all the time we have for season five, episode two. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. And thank you so, so much to Heather for joining us. It was wonderful. I really, really appreciate all of the um, exercises that you shared with us today and your insights as a, an employer working through kind of this remote work uh, environment. So thank you. Thank you again. It was my pleasure. And remember, you could just move in just a few seconds and one, you're one breath away from de-stressing. I like that. One breath away from de-stressing. All right. So to wrap things up, um, at Rudner Law, we want people to treat their employment relationships as legal relationships and make informed decisions rather than assumptions. I invite you to keep up to date on employment law issues by following our social media, subscribing to our newsletter. And although we are, of course, making progress on the COVID front, keeping up to date on workplace issues relating to the pandemic and particularly post-lockdown issues by checking out our COVID-19 Resource Center on our website. But as we always say, none of that replaces legal advice tailored to your specific circumstances. If you think you may need an employment lawyer, you probably do. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Past episodes of the show can be found on YouTube, on our website, and archived on Facebook and LinkedIn. And if you like our page or subscribe to our channels, you will receive notifications when the episodes are live. Thanks as always to Rob, Rebecca, and Mark for helping put the show together. We'll see you next time.